Welcome to the Words in Season podcast. My name is Kara Marie Morris, and I want to say thank you for tuning in to this week's episode. We've been talking about the journey of Christianity and what it means to be on a journey with Him, that it's not just about the final destination, heaven, and we're just supposed to live however we want until that time. God has given us the ability and the likeness and the example of Jesus Christ of how to live life on earth, what it means to be on this journey of being a Christ follower. So thank you for tuning into this week's episode. Remember, you can find more episodes on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, also on YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook. But most importantly, remember that every time you open the Bible for yourself, that Jesus always has a word in season for you. two foundational scriptures were Ephesians 2.10 and 1 Peter 2 and verse 21. In 1 Peter 2.21 it says, Even so you were called, it is inseparable from your calling. For Christ also suffered for you, leaving his personal example so that you should follow in his footsteps. So we are able to make it, praise the Lord. We are able to make it through the sufferings of life. We're not believing God for the suffering. It's just part of life. We're able to make it through. We're able to make it joyful, patient, kind, and still love the people around us because we're following in Christ's footsteps. And in Ephesians 2.10, it says that we are walking in these paths that he made ready for us to live in. There's a path before you that God has prepared before you were born. He called you, he knitted you together perfectly and seamlessly, not that we're perfect, but in his eyes, he had a plan and that plan was perfect. And we get to follow in those footsteps and on that path that he has ready for us. So on these last couple of episodes, we talked about what you wear matters. We also talked about the circumstances, it doesn't matter what's going on in the world or going on in your life, what you wear, what you put on, that matters. How you pack matters, to travel light, to travel without offense or burdens of life. And who you're following as we follow after those that are leading us as pastors and spiritual leaders, as we're following Jesus Christ himself. How we go matters, not heavy laden and burdened but going to him and allowing us to rest in him. So we go rested, peaceful, joyful, so that everyday life isn't a drudgery. It's not a burden to live life. You're not, oh, I wake up in the morning and think, oh no, but we are able to be rested in his rest. He left us with his peace. And lastly, the last point of this series is who you're going with matters. Who you're going with and who we're taking with us matters. So of course we are taking with us our brothers and sisters in Christ. We are able to encourage each other with these words as it says in 1 Thessalonians 4 16 through 18. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a loud blast and the cry of the summons and the shout of the archangel and then the blast of the trumpet of God and those who have departed in this life with Christ will rise first. And then we, the living ones who remain on earth, shall be simultaneously caught up along with the resurrected dead in the clouds 
to meet the Lord in the air. And so always and through all of eternity of the eternities, we shall be with the Lord. Therefore, comfort and encourage one another with these words. And then going on in 1 Thessalonians 5 and verse 1, but as to the suitable times and precise seasons and dates, we don't need to know those things. But for yourselves know perfectly well the day of the Lord will come unexpectedly and as a thief in the night. But God has given us these words to be able to encourage one another that this life is temporary. Thank God this life is not where it ends. But we have something that we can look forward to. And who we take with us and who we're going with matters on this journey. So we're going like it said here, talking about the return of the Lord. We're going with our brothers and sisters in Christ. But what about those who haven't heard? What about those who haven't believed? That is who we are wanting to pray for and wanting to reach in all that we do as we worship the Lord in our daily life, worship in our work, worship raising our kids, worship in our family, that they would see that there is a God in heaven. So let's go to James 5 and verse 7. So be patient, brethren, as you wait till the coming of the Lord, and see how the farmer waits expectantly for the precious harvest from the land. See how he keeps up his patient vigil over it until he receives the early and the late rains. So you also must be patient and establish your hearts and strengthen and confirm them in the final certainty, for the coming of the Lord is very near. So we are supposed to be patient for the harvest. Maybe there's people in your life that you think, there is no way. I've been praying for those people for 25 years, for 40 years, for 50 years, but it says to be patient. How patient is God? He's extraordinarily patient. He's long suffering. The word in the Greek for patience is like a candle with the longest wick in the world. He waits and he waits and he waits and he waits. And that's what we do with the lost because we have the same heart that the heavenly father has, that we're not willing that any should perish. In second Peter three and verse nine, it says, the Lord does not delay and he is not tardy or slow about what he promises according to some people's conception of slowness, but he is long suffering, extraordinarily patient towards you not desiring that any should perish, but, should, but that all should turn to repentance. So God is giving each one of us, every human being that has ever lived and will ever live, He's giving us a chance. And you think, well, what about that person that's far away, that lives on a remote island by themselves? God is God, and He can make a way into people's hearts that we can't even imagine how it happens. But we can do our part in praying for the lost, in reaching the lost with our words and being a good example for them on the earth. Proverbs 24 and verse 11, it says, Deliver those who are drawn away to death and those who totter to the slaughter and hold them back from their doom. It's showing us that we as Christians, it matters what we do on this journey. What can we do? We can hold back the judgment on people. We can intercede on behalf of our nation, on behalf of our leaders, on behalf of our neighbors, on behalf of our family. We can be the intercessor that holds back that judgment until they have time to repent. Why can we do that? Because we have the same heart that the Father has. We have a heart for the lost. Who are we taking on this journey with us? 
We are taking, of course, our brothers and sisters. We are walking alongside. Maybe we don't agree on what kind of hairstyle you have or what kind of dress length you have, but we believe in Jesus Christ. And I believe that as the closer, as Jesus said, and if course if Jesus said it we are we can stake our life upon it we can plan our whole eternity around it because he is faithful and true he said I am very near he's saying in revelations behold I stand at the door and knock and he is knocking at the people's hearts the door of their hearts saying let me come in and we are the ones that are able to have the privilege to walk hand in hand with Jesus Christ to introduce them to this Jesus that they hear knocking on the door of their hearts. How do we do that? We do it with our kind words. We do it with our ministry work, whether you're a pastor, a teacher, a leader. We know that we are able to do it in everyday life, just like Jesus did in everyday life. He stopped whenever there was someone that was wanting his attention, that saw that he was the Messiah, he stopped and he ministered to them. He didn't allow the busyness of life to say, oh, I gotta hurry up and get to the next town so that I can minister. No, he, whenever someone stopped him, he ministered to the person in front of them because he saw every person as valuable. It's so easy to just see people as this person is this label, whatever we call it, XYZ label. But whenever we begin to pray these prayers, to pray for the lost and to determine that who we're taking with us on this journey, that no one is too far gone, that no one is past the grace of God himself, that as we pray, we begin to develop this Father's heart, that every person has value and every person that does not know the Lord yet that we have a responsibility as Christians to pray for them, to sow into missions so that people can hear it, to work in the church so the children can hear it, so that we are able to not just say, oh, well, we'll just take our family to heaven and it'll be great. I don't want just my family. I don't want just my church family. I don't want just the people in my immediate circle to go to heaven, but I want to take every person, every man, every woman to go not only to heaven, but to be able to experience this life abundant here. Freedom from fear, freedom from anxiety, freedom from all the things that the world says you have to have. You have to have this disease because it's this time of year. No, there's freedom in Christ from all bondage, from all sin, from all sickness, from all disease, from all financial poverty and most importantly, separation from God. In Jesus Christ, there's freedom from that so that we never have to be separated from Him. So who we're taking with us and who we're going with on this journey matters. Who we're going with. We're going hand in hand with our brothers and sisters beyond doctrine, beyond denomination, beyond label. If you believe in Jesus Christ, believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord and you believe the Bible is the Word of God, let's work together. Let's pray together so that we can reach the harvest so that we can be extraordinarily patient to be able to tell the world that they have been reconciled to God. And in the last scripture we're going to read today is in 2 Corinthians 5. 2 Corinthians 5 and verse 17 it says, Therefore if any person is engrafted in Christ, the Messiah, he's a new creation, a new creature altogether, and the old spiritual condition has passed away, and behold the fresh and new has come. But all things are from God and 
from who through Jesus Christ reconciled himself and received us into favor, brought us into harmony with himself, and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. It was God personally present in Christ, reconciling and restoring the world to favor with himself. God is not counting up and holding against men their trespasses, but canceling their sin and committing us to the message of reconciliation, of restoration to favor. So who are we taking with us? Who are we going with? We're going with the ministers of reconciliation, going to the lost and dying world. And we are saying, God is not counting your sins against you, but Jesus Christ has already made a way. He has provided a way through his blood that you would be restored to favor, restored to relationship, restored to that peaceful place, that restful place that is only found in Jesus Christ himself. So thank you for watching the Words in Season podcast. Remember on this relational journey with Christ, this thing called Christianity, it is following Him. God has empowered us with everything that we need to follow in Christ's footsteps. So how we're going, what we're wearing, there's no such thing as bad weather. There's no such thing as bad circumstances that are greater than our God. All that matters is what we're wearing, clothing ourselves with love, clothing ourselves with humility. And then how we pack matters, unpacking all of the bitterness, all of the envy, all of the things that are toxic emotions so that we are able to travel light. What we wear matters, how we pack matters, who we're following matters how we go matters, and who we're taking with us. It matters on this relational journey with Christ. So thank you so much for tuning in. But most importantly, remember that every time that you open the Bible, the Word of God, that Jesus always has a word in season for you. Just one word in season. And-